Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good afternoon. It is drive time with Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian It's time now to take a look at uh, the most talked about headline of the week. And it's got to do with these concerts coming to Singapore next year. So much is at stake, Tim. Mm hmm. Indeed. Of course, we've got Taylor Swift coming in March. That was the news uh, this week. Yep. But last week, we had Coldplay, Coldplay. adding six shows, well, adding two shows. Yeah, from four uh, to six. From four, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got big names in the music industry coming to Singapore. And with that, you get these ticket scalpers who are in business. In fact, most recently at the Blackpink concert, uh, we had fans or we saw fans paying some $3,683 for Blackpink tickets. Yeah. Gosh. And, I mean, scalpers have always been a problem yeah. uh, for, for legitimate people, legitimate buyers of concert tickets, like real fans. You know, it, yeah. it, you can't get your hands on real price tickets because scalpers get their hands on those tickets first. And they sell it, right, to make uh, even more than a profit. Good gosh. Well, uh, is this something that can be controlled? Can legislation play a part? On the line with us is Calvin Shi, who is the partner, Raja and Tan, Singapore LLP. Uh, Calvin, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, folks. I'm good. Pleasure to be here. Calvin, you got three choices to start us off. Uh, they'll determine how this interview goes. Uh, Coldplay, Taylor Swift or Blackpink? Choose one. Well, between the three of them, that would be Coldplay. All but right. I'm not going for the concert. So, not sure how hmm. far that takes you. Oh, dear. But, okay, that gives us context because that's that's how wide-reaching these, uh, these artists are. Um, but why is it... These days, we see even more ticket scalpers come out. Well, this topic has started to come up more regularly, mm-hmm. thanks, of course, to the post-COVID boom in concerts and yeah, events. Yeah. I mean, remember, for most of 2020 to 2022, there weren't very many concerts and events to speak of. Mm-hmm. So now that we're in 2023, and we're finally starting to have more concerts, it's only logical that we've started trying to buy concert tickets again, We've got more disappointed fans and we've got scalpers trying to exploit the situation. But if you think about it, mm. scalping is actually nothing new. Nope. Because I just found an article from December 2016, mm-hmm. that's seven years ago, mm-hmm. which talked about ticket scalpers offering concert tickets for over 7000 bucks, And these were tickets for, guess who? Coldplay. So this has wow. always been a problem. So as long as there are people buying these tickets, it will always be a problem. Absolutely. It's a supply and demand thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we are kind of at fault for encouraging the scalpers. I mean, as long as you get one person willing to pay $3,000, $7,000, they will be encouraged to keep on trying again. Yeah, but the thing is, I think it's difficult to fault people who feel compelled, feel that they are justified in paying mm-hmm. this kind of prices um, above the face value. Because for a diehard fan, this could yeah. really be the experience of a lifetime for them. Exactly. And I think yeah. it's, a little, it's a little arrogant of us to come in all high and mighty and say, oh, you know, you shouldn't be spending your money on these things. It is not justified. It's not a place to say that. Okay. And, you know, I guess then the problem then goes to, you know, why is there this, shall we say, this difference mm-hmm. between what the face value of the ticket is versus what people are prepared to pay? Wow. Hmm. But, you know, there, there are ways to regulate or eliminate uh, scalpers uh, through legislation, perhaps, or through different methods of buying tickets. And some of them I know have been tried, like using your credit card and showing the same credit card yeah. when you go to a concert. But can more be done? Okay, that's a tricky one. Because I think Singapore is not alone mm-hmm. in 
facing this problem. Mm -hmm. And there are many other jurisdictions which are grappling with this problem. But the challenge is that there probably isn't a perfect solution to this. Uh, I'll give you some examples, right? So let's say you want to take the most extreme form of control Mm -hmm. and you prohibit any and all resale of tickets. Mm -hmm. Then that might well end up being a little too restrictive, right? I mean, if I buy a ticket, I plan to go, but due to a last-minute emergency, I can't. Why shouldn't I be allowed to sell it to recoup my expenses? And that, right? And then one more person gets to enjoy the event. Um, You have one more person Hmm. in the concert venue adding to the atmosphere. And, you know, ultimately, I'm not sure whether you really want to use public and police resources to enforce such a law. I mean, what do you want next? Do you want the police to be <laughs> prowling the streets around the concert venue? Looking you know, for stopping legitimate people? tickets. <laughs> How about what airlines do? Okay. Or, you know, you buy a train ticket or plane ticket, rather. It is registered mm-hmm. under your name, your actual legal name mm-hmm. on your legal documents. And mm-hmm. changing it requires a lot of process. I mean, if you cannot go to a concert and you need to transfer your ticket to your, your mother or your daughter or whatever, you have to go through the same process, re-registering that ticket to a different mm. name. Mm-mm-mm. And it mm-mm-mm. will inc- incur a cost. Mm. Okay, potentially. But then we'll face another problem then, which is this. If you're going to be implementing a system like this, mm-hmm. then this will require resources on the part of the concert organizer. And yeah. in fact, there are some organizers in some jurisdictions that do this, okay. which is you can cancel your ticket, mm-hmm. uh, you get a refund, mm-hmm. and then they will put the ticket back on sale on the market. Sales of balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But then, but then you, you've got another problem here, which is, uh, and let's face it, putting in place a system like this is going to take resources. And if you tell the concert organizers that they've got to put in place a system like this, then like it or not, there will be more cost that will have to be passed on to someone. And chances are, the most obvious persons who will be absorbing this cost will be the very same concert goers who are paying for tickets, who may now have to pay more for tickets. Mm. So I'm not sure if this is going to be mm. a magic bullet solution to it. I definitely think it is a solution worth exploring. Okay. But I think this is something that you've got to get some kind of impetus or some kind of incentive on the part of the concert organizers because Absent, you know, any push from any regulatory authority, I just don't see them volunteering to incur the resources mm. of implementing a system like this. Mm-hmm. It sounds like resources tends to keep coming up as, as we're trying to find solutions. Uh, Calvin, in, in your own observation, is anything being done or do authorities or promoters want to do something about this today? Is it in their interest to care about this? Because at the end of the day, their main priority is just to sell out those tickets. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Um, <laughs> I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, first of all, and I don't want to sound mercenary about it, right? But if I'm a concert promoter, I probably have ten million things going on on my plate already. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I want to add, you know, another moving part. Uh, in the form of trying to police these things. If, based on my records, my records show that I've sold out the venue, great. I'm not going to think further about who's actually coming into the venue, right? Uh, I mean, you do have some laws in place. I mean, for example, if you've got a scammer, right? Someone who sells you tickets, but it turns out that these tickets are fake or Mm -hmm. invalid. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, that could be a criminal offence. 
And if, for example, you've got a sophisticated scalper who uses bots, for example, to buy lots of tickets, they get around the anti-bot mechanisms on the online sites and then they resell the tickets, that could also be a separate offence. It could be a breach of what we call the Computer Misuse Act. But, you know, we go back full circle uh, to the question of resources because... If you think about it, public and police resources, unfortunately, they are always going to be finite. Mm. So, I mean, if I get a scam of, I don't know, say, 200 bucks by a random online scammer, right. right? then sure, I make a police report. And, and mind you, I think someone in this situation should make a police report, right? But the question is whether, how much resources we should really be putting in uh, to investigate this kind of case and whether ultimately the resources that need to be put in versus the outcomes, whether it's proportionate. That's what I struggle with, bearing in mind that we are in a society for which you know, there are always more problems than we've got resources to solve, right? Yeah. So how do we prioritize these resources? And at the end of the day, it is really up to the buyer, right? Yeah. It's how much to, do you want it, exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly. How yeah. desperate are yeah. you to go see your yeah. favorite artist? Yeah. One of those things. Well, we've been speaking with uh, Calvin Shi, who is partner Raja and Tan Singapore LLP. Uh, Calvin, thank you so much for your time. Take care and have a great weekend ahead. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.